Hey, beautiful people, you know what time it is. So whether you're listening on your Monday morning drive or your Monday morning afternoon lunch break, whether you're walking or you're driving or you're simply sitting at your work desk like I usually am, the next episode of Chasing Light starts right now. Keep it locked. Yo, family, welcome back. You're joined by the hostess with the mostest. Of course, you know me. I am Complex Simplicity. And I am joined here on our Chasing Light couch with the beautiful, extravagant, multi-talented Women of Chasing Light podcast. And that's Trisha Alicia and Miss Embrace. How you guys doing today? Good. What's up? How are you today? I'm so lovely. Great. Great, great, great. So I want you guys to buckle in and buckle in tight as we drop these gems from behind the mic and chase some light Lego. So I haven't said that in a while. So <laughs> felt good. <laughs> um, but all right. So today we're going to be talking about uh, different things that kind of like stop us from really uh, experiencing the trueness of God if we allow it. Um, and some of these things could be uh, things that just create roadblocks in our place of worship. And oftentimes, instead of offering ourselves or our hearts as a pure place of worship for God, we're so focused on doing other things. Those things could be uh, given into the fleshly desires of pleasure. Uh, it could be uh, us wanting power or fame more than we want a true relationship with God. It could be money or uh, appearances, or basically showing how much money you have through your display of uh, livelihood uh, in the sense of like materialistic things. So we're just going to kind of take that kind of um, deconstruct it and then put it all back together so that you can find yourself in a better place of worship. That cool with you ladies? Yes. Cool with me. All right. Bet. All right. So um, first and foremost, the Bible kind of tells us like, you know, to kind of make ourselves a place of worship, make our hearts a place of worship. So that way we can uh, truly give way to the things of God and allow God to manifest what he wants to do for us and through us in our lives uh, easier to access. Basically, where is an area or areas of your life that you feel like has stopped you from reaching a, a true place of worship, um, whether it's been before or whether it's currently like something you feel like have maybe you've prioritized too much in your life mm, or that you wish wow. to uh, spend less time in so that you can use those spaces for more of God. Wow. You just went like, I'm going to stab you in the heart real quick. No easing. No easing. <laughs> she said, you want a couch, ain't question. you? She's like, no, what y'all do? No Vaseline. <laughs> Talk. <laughs> right. Sit down. <laughs> um. So I'll if that's okay yeah all right so if you guys have heard us uh, talk about the Enneagram I've mentioned how I am a type three and while there are pros and cons to each normal um, the Enneagram has nine types that are normal my type is really focused on productivity but while I am not a type one, which is a perfectionist. I feel like there are areas of my life where I really wanted to get it right. And I think that especially with the facade that people present when it comes to things of God, that's something that got into the way of my worship. I thought that I had to like have myself in a certain way to get the results from God that I wanted. 
So even though I may have been and doing exactly what God wanted me to do in that season, I let the perfection of the idea of what was right or the idea of where I should be or whatever that preconceived notion was hinder the worship that I had to God. And like, it's weird because when you look in the Bible, worship was rarely songs and like preaching. It was usually service or an actual activity and just not really understanding that and what it looked like in my day-to-day life. I let that perfectionism complex kind of get in the way of my worship. Uh, 15 second timeout. What do you think, where do you think that sense of perfectionism came from? Or like uh, the order of doing something a certain way, do you think it came from you seeing other people do things a certain way? Or do you feel like- I like to be right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's that. (laughs) Uh, What about you, Embry? I think the first thing- was fear for me fear to really let go and not care about what the atmosphere around me was seeing um that was a big thing for me to grow into just really worshiping and that's like on the like what we what everybody know as worship but also life i feel like once i you know, you, once you get a a good or a job, just any job, it, once you are in your career, maybe you get married, maybe you have children. For me, it was work, my kid, church, like I was doing church and um, plays and just life, like everything, cleaning the house. I have to cook. I have to go grocery shopping. All this stuff was number one, just keeping me away from like maybe studying or reading or praying But then it became like, well, Wednesday is my only night off or gosh, man, I wish I had my Saturday mornings to sleep in because I don't have any other Saturday to sleep in. It's like we use those days that we could be in corporate worship to do our own little thing. And that's what I was doing. But I just feel like my life just kind of got in the way. I was doing every I was busy. I was like a Martha, I guess you can call it. And like I said, I was doing church, but that doesn't mean like my true worship was there at the time when I say at the time (laughs) whenever this was happening very consistently in my life I think sin also keeps people away obviously um like times when I've done some really harsh things in my own eyes it would keep me from my connection with God for sure because I'm like I feel ashamed I feel condemned I'm like walking in self-condemnation and I just I'm just like I can't come before you like this which you know you shouldn't come before him like this, but I'm like, but he's forgiving. There's, there's a way to get to God. I'm not saying don't go to him, go to him. But that's what kept me from like that true worship experience because I was still, I was so stuck on what I had done when in actuality he knows me and he still loves me. And mm-hmm. anyway, I'm going to start preaching in a minute. So I'm just going to let you go ahead and ask me a question. <laughs> if you have another question for me. <laughs> Um, no follow-up exactly to that, to that particular point. I will say that it is very easy to allow those things to kind of deter you from being where you want to be. I would say for me, um, it was probably two things. Number one, 
always hearing my mother pray, I always felt like I wasn't doing it right. And when you have a mother that's an intercessor Ooh, and, uh, <laughs> and you know, you just kind of coming into the faith on your own as an adult for the first time, nobody's forcing you to do this. Um, and you open up your mouth to pray. It was really before my mentors were kind of like, Hey, look, prayer is a conversation. Um, but before it was broken down to me that simply, it was just like, yo, why my prayers don't sound like that? And it felt like maybe I couldn't get the prayer through mm-hmm. because my prayers didn't sound like that. And so, um, how do I make myself pray like that? And God really had to be like, yo, I want you to pray like you, like, I don't want you to pray like your mom. Like, I don't want you to pray like the people you hear at church on the altar. I want you to pray like you. And once I really was just able to get out of my own way in that aspect, Mm -hmm. and I felt like my relationship to God definitely got closer. So we live in a society. That's good. That is good. um, I still be struggling with that. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, my, my conversations with God literally be conversations with God. No, seriously. So in like corporate settings, I don't mean want to always pray because I'm like, the way I talk to him is not the same way y'all talk to him. And I'm okay with the way I talk to him, but Facts. you know, maybe y'all not okay with it. But anyway. <laughs> it ain't nobody's business. Right. <laughs> um, so we know that uh, since we grew up in the age of technology, right? So we've had the experience of literally experiencing like, almost every type of technology, right? Um, the beepers, mm-hmm. the pagers, the sidekicks, the flip phones, the the rotary phone, you know? <laughs> so now that we have access to- way me, to baby. Burberry. <laughs> now that we have access to, <laughs> <laughs> um, to everybody and everybody has access to us, it seems almost have a drop of a dime. Do you feel like the perceived sense of access that you have to other people- or that okay let me rephrase that do you think that the yeah the that pe- the the access people perceive to have does that cause you to sometimes get distracted like if you're maybe you set times aside where you like oh, okay at this time i'm going to spend time with god but then something happens or you get a phone call or Child you get be busy social media notification pops up or like how often do you feel like technology interferes with those times and those spaces that you try to cultivate for god well <laughs> yes phone calls sometimes but i don't i'm not on social media a lot if yes, y'all know me y'all know i'm really not on there that much i'm a i'm a jump in jump out type of social media person t- for the most part lately i might have been on tiktok a little bit too much but um <laughs> but no that's a real thing my horrible addiction which i had to quit cold turkey like a, about a week ago or two weeks ago maybe <laughs> quit cold turkey <laughs> <laughs> no seriously a week ago though a Serious. week ago quick no it was like two weeks it was two weeks it was two weeks y'all i'm proud of myself because the time that i was spending playing tetris on my phone maybe not scrolling through social media but playing tetris every second i had it was ridiculous and it was sickening because i was like during this time i could i could be actually studying i could be actually um reading the bible because i'm always like man i just i never find time to read or i need to just sit down and read and i'm like bro put the tetris down and then it and then it for me also it's like um binge watching stuff like i don't watch tv hardly ever but i will watch a good movie every now and then and um if it's a good series i may binge watch something so i technically i mean i do watch it but i don't have like a regular show that comes on every day first of all I got these receipts from shows that did not pay you to be a promoter. 
I know, I know. When I love it, I love it, and I'm going to talk about it. But, like, once it's over, and I, like, probably I part my ways it's from it. It's dead to you. It is dead to yeah. you. Yeah. But then, you know, another one comes along down, you know, down the <laughs> way. Along came a couple <laughs> months later. <laughs> and another but, one. But, yeah, that's my thing. So, as far as technology, all the, the streaming devices i mean all the uh, you know like the hulus and the netflixes and the amazon primes and all that stuff has gotten me but I, like i said i did take tetris off my phone just you, fyi you seem real distraught when you said Y'all that hold me accountable. she's, she, she she's i did get my deliverance <laughs> i do feel like there's a whole like i don't know if you remember before smoking in public was banned but in a lot of places they would have um like a smoker section and so, or a smoker's room. And um, I feel like in heaven, there's like a break room. And that's where all the guardian angels are of like everybody who is at home watching TV on their phones. They're like, listen, we ain't got nothing to do. If it was David, we would be out there helping him with the lions and the tigers and the bears. Oh my. 1960s, hoses, canines, we got them. Listen, Jesus, they ain't doing nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're too busy. And the poor animals are looking at us and like tapping our hands. Like, can you please put the phone down? They're on, the, they on their phones and looking at the screens. And I'm not, I'm not mad at it. Not only do I feel like there's a section where they're chilling. Um, for me, I do feel like the devil is busy. So I do feel like there are times where I will carve out activity to do because let's say my neighbor, I know, let's say they live above me or below me and their dog barks at whatever time and the dog barks for like 30 minutes. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get up before that and that's going to be it. So I will put my alarm clock on and you know what will happen? The dog will bark at the time of the alarm. So that's why I said the devil be busy because at the end of the day, you're either going to commit to it or you're not. So like when your job says show up at this time or you're fired, like you either show up or you decide to look for another job. <laughs> and it's kind of that black or white. And I'm not saying that that makes it easy, but I do think that it puts your line in the sand and it forces you to say, I'm going to do this and that's what I'm going to commit to. And the last thing I'll say is if you've ever had a transition or a level up in your spiritual life and you just randomly are up, like it's like three o'clock in the morning and you just up and it's like you're wide awake. Like I was deep in sleep and now I'm wide awake. Congratulations. God wants to talk to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That same principle. Please use it for your weight loss plan because that's what I've been telling myself. I need to carve some time out into my life specifically for that that was just a free free one dang i want to say something so bad but i'm just not all right um okay now i want to say it. i was gonna say thanks to kanye's workout plan i'm the envy all my friends <laughs> about me about and, friends. and i ain't gotta work at the mall again okay <laughs> um, again. that's what i wanted to say when you said workout plan i was like hey all right, so let's talk about living this. rent free in everybody's brain. Right for for no reason Ooh. for no reason. Right. All right, so moving on. Um, in practical <laughs> application, uh, there are some spaces in the Christian world where, um, and let's just be real. As a once you're a Christian, like a notable Christian, people are gonna hold you to a certain standard. It doesn't matter 
that you're a normal person. It doesn't matter Period. that you're just that you're human like everybody else. There's still going to be a sense yep, of obligation nope. because you have been placed on this uh, pedestal, so to speak, uh, so that everybody can see what you're doing, especially given the access to uh, technology and social media. Everything that you do is being broadcast for everybody all at the same time, essentially, especially when you're a person of mm-hmm. uh, notoriety, so to speak. So uh, yep. there's an artist named Gavi who was with Reach Records until recently when he was dropped Sweet Jesus. because of allegedly sending sexually explicit photos to women and his allegation of other yep. things. But, um, and he recently uh, shared with his social media that him and his wife were separated um, and asked for privacy during this time, although they had been separated for at least almost a year. At the time he did the post, I guess people were just starting to figure it out um, and starting to ask uh, more questions about his relationship. And he was saying there are still kids involved. And she has some TikToks already, too, by that point. And I was talking about it? In in a in a, in a way, yes. Okay. So uh, what say ye, ladies? Um, when you are this Christian hip-hop star, and I will say Gavi was more so... I, for me, I liked him more for his producer skills. Um, don't know if I was a huge fan of his actual music, um, but he did a lot of producing for Reach Records. So how do you think that like that whole concept of like building, uh, not necessarily building an altar, but like, do you feel like the power of his position got so big that he felt like he could do this stuff without uh, accountability? Oh my God, is this Shade of Shadows? It, look, it, oh, Okay. It sure sounds like it. does it. sound like it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sneak segment. <laughs> Anybody going to take it? All right. Rephrase the question. One okay. More time for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, are we taking it or not? Are we passing it? I can, I can, can go. Okay. So I'm saying, all right. So, okay. If we're doing it in Shade of Shadows, if we're going to do it in that aspect, Shade, he felt like I have money and power and I'm known I could do whatever I want or shadow. I was blinded by the amount of power I perceived to have and I stepped out of line. Mm. That's man. It's kind of hard to say. And obviously we don't know him or his situation. So this is just speculation. Right. That's why it's hard to say, but I will say this, that the fact that he has been accused of sending sexually explicit pictures to women and not a woman says to me that even if it kind of blindsided you, so to speak, and you stepped out of line, you still thought it was okay. Like after the first one, after the second one, however many it was, I don't know. But if it's more than one woman, you apparently like in your psyche thought this was okay somehow. And maybe you did think your power, I mean, you're seeing, I mean, we're seeing other celebrities or people that are put on these pedestals in the world that are getting away with stuff. So why, why wouldn't he feel that way? I don't know him, so I'm not going to say exactly, but I'm going to, gosh, that's hard. This is a hard place to, to be one way or the other right now. Um, I will put the sister in Christ disclaimer out there. When you see somebody falling, we are to pray for them. So I hope that while you guys have been consuming this content, you do say a prayer because it's Gavi today, but it could be your brother, your father, your uncle uh, tomorrow. Um, um, amen, by the way. Yeah, no, for real. Or your cousin, because it was my cousin. 
<laughs> what? Sorry, I wasn't supposed to say that probably. Never mind. <laughs> I have a lot of cousins, so y'all don't know who I'm talking about. 5011 cousins. Yeah, for sure. Just <laughs> I mean, just by trait. Some of them don't even ain't even right. blood related to you, but they they adopted you. <laughs> you mine now. Right. I don't, they at the family exactly. reunion, you know? Yeah. Grew up in the neighborhood. Right. Cousin. Um cousin, exactly. So that being said, I do think that unfortunately power corrupts and um the devil comes to steal to kill and to destroy Mm -hmm. and so if there's a part of our lives that is lifting up christ the unredeemed places or the un um the places that we haven't let god like in and to fix up and there's it's it's a perpetual thing right like there's always going to be places and spaces but if we live in that obedient lifestyle of saying oh wow this is a new space god can you help me it's very different than i know i have this problem like if I love chocolate and I'm supposed to be not eating chocolate, it's probably a bad idea for me to go into a chocolate shop because I'm probably not going to leave without sampling or purchasing something. And with Gavi, it probably was a situation of this is an area that was already active in some way, shape or form. We've seen it, you know, in a lot of accused powerful men in the Christian circle in the Christian sphere. And it happens for a number of different reasons, whether you were the quote unquote ugly guy and now you have all this attention or you were always the guy who lived right. And now you have this attention and you're like, well, a little, you know, stick my toe in the water. And then the toe in the water becomes you like swimming in the ocean. Um, So I do think it's the second one. I think it, I don't think he's unredeemed, but I do think it was very intentional. Um, And I do think based on the responses that Reach said and the responses that Reach had, they were aware of it. And there were a lot of people that were aware of it. And they even talked about, you know, that struggle with working with a Christian or a brother in Christ versus you know, just throwing the baby in the bathwater away. And I respect the fact that it is a challenge. Like when you see a behavior, how do you correct it? How do you manage it? I'm glad I'm not in those seats to make those decisions. Uh, But I do think, you know, there's a part of this that is a business decision. So if he's making money, there's a business line and a business case that says, let him continue in the craft. But because we are children of the light, we are children of God. We are, they, they espouse to be a Christian company. Um, there are activities that go beyond just a business decision. Um, there are brand values and, and company values that you want people who represent your company to live behind. It's the same reason why people drop like, you know, Lance Armstrong, when the whole doping thing came out, it wasn't that Lance wasn't making the money. Like, it's like, Oh, this is no longer, um, good for us to stand behind right, him and right. so the business decision the better business decision is to unfortunately drop this person into quote-unquote leave them behind but the moral of the story I think is you know ultimate power corrupts and the the better place to be is to chase God and as long as you chase him the rest of these areas of our personality uh, don't become shade and shadow segments <laughs> um, you know there was a, a, a artist uh a graphic artist um based out of san diego and oh girl that was that was whew. yeah so i don't know talk about the 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 mon- not the montage i'm so used to movies 
the collage. The collage. Thank yeah, you. that she said she, her next piece is her <laughs> oh, next gosh. art piece. Was yeah. Be, yeah. I mean, if you don't know Ooh, and you want to know, yeah. you can go look for it for yourself. Um, we not endorsing. Google works for everybody. Yeah, I, Google works. But um, <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, so there was a statement she made to somebody on Twitter in the comment. It basically said like, yeah, everybody knew. Like he basically has three friends at this point because everybody's tried to correct the behavior and it's just... You know, but the, you know, flesh is weak. You know, if we allow it to have power over us and our decisions, then it's always going to be stronger than our self-control, which is a fruit of the spirit. Um, So, you know, if we, yeah. if we want it, we can have it. If we want self-control, it's ours to have, but it's really about you overcoming uh, a sense of uh, immediate pleasure for the gain of uh, your soul, you know? So, um, all that to say, mm. you know, the Bible tells us that, um, you know, that we should make an altar in our hearts first and foremost. And what that means is that we are are living for God um, and that not only that we worship God, but like our lives become a, a place of worship for God. So the things that we do, the things that we say, the way people perceive how we live, obviously we're not always going to get it right because we're human and we're flawed. But it's that constant um, dedication to, you know what? I did okay today, but I could do better tomorrow. And I did good. Yeah. And then yep. tomorrow comes and like, oh, yeah, today was straight, but I know I could do better because there are people mm -hmm. watching me. Um, and number one, some people are watching me waiting for me to fail so that they can proclaim mm. that Christ is not real in my life. Um, mm -hmm. And then there are wow, people yeah. who are That's cheering deep. me on to win because if I win, then they feel like they can win too. So just um, amen to that. You know, watch what you make in the altar and uh, mm -hmm. take this opportunity to just really reflect on what you've been spending time doing in the areas and times that you could dedicate to bettering your relationship with God for real. And I feel like that's a good segment into well, amen to that. I agree. Yes. So y'all, I got nightlight. And I promise I did not. It's just oneness of the spirit around here. She mentioned fruit of the spirit. I have fruit of the spirit in my nightlife. God is great. Hey. <laughs> All right. So let's go to nightlight. When I say the word worship, what comes to mind? Church, music, specifically Christian music. Maybe hands lifted, maybe serving at church, maybe tithing, maybe self-control. See, worship technically is anything that holds an elevated place in your mind. And the more time you spend admiring, looking at, mulling over that thing in your mind, you're worshiping it. That being said, what's on your altar? What do you worship? To be more direct, what was the last thing you sacrificed? And please, don't say it was the time you volunteered with somebody you didn't like at your local church. Because sacrifice is personal and it always includes something that you care or cared about. When we present ourselves to the creator, we say two things. One, here I am. That's it. It has no qualifiers. And two, I'd like to be better, or at least I agree that things can be different. See, when we look at sacrifice as worship, we create alignment. 
When I sacrifice my hot temper, my addiction to shopping, caffeine, coffee, sex, drugs, alcohol, when I sacrifice my need to be right, when I sacrifice my pride, when I sacrifice anything that truly clings to my heart, I'm choosing alignment with a better way. The better way acknowledges that while all of these things may be useful, they have to be refined so it can produce fruit in us. That fruit helps us have the mind of Christ. And the NIV version encourages us to have the mind of Christ in all of our relationships. Matter of fact, I'm going to read it to you. It comes out of Philippians 2, 5 through 11. It says in your relationships with one another. And let's be honest, that's where a lot of this stuff occurs. That's where a lot of the altars are created. That's where the constant thinking about turning it over, mulling it over in our minds happens. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature with God, did not consider equality with God something to be used as his own advantage, which means he could have came and said, you know what? I don't have to bow down to these human emotions and expressions. I'm just going to be God. It says, rather, he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient. It goes on to say obedient to death, even death on a cross. I want to hone in on becoming obedient. When we're obedient to that better way, when we say, I'm going to sacrifice these things on this altar, because God, I know that this is not the best version of me. Then God can say, all right, cool. It's clear. We're clear. We're good. I can now use you in a better way. It goes on to say, God exalted Jesus to the highest place and gave him a name that's above every name. And we love this part that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. If one thing is true, then two things are certain. God can use the things we give him. Let the altars bow. Let the altars take a knee. Worship him this week by putting something on your altar. So whether you glitter. Hold on now. Hold on now. <laughs> I needed to comment on your nightlight, hunter. She did try to just close that out. I was over here like, she like did. 30 seconds in. I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. I feel like I was getting shot. I know. <laughs> My mouth open. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so first of all, I just great night. Like I hope everybody, I hope y'all are clapping or saying amen in the name of Jesus. Um, But what I kept hearing was at the altar, when you're truly at the altar, your life will be altered. That's what I kept hearing. I'm like, yes. (laughs) Love it. I think I need to put down a shirt. Bars. <laughs> I'll take one and let me see what color I want. No, I, <laughs> I know that's right. I'll be your model for that one too. <laughs> I'm just saying. But anyways, now we can end it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So whether you glitter, glow, illuminate, or shine, 
<laughs> Just keep chasing, keep chasing the light. light. We love you. Love y'all. Peace. Hugs and hugs. Mwah. This episode of Chase Light was brought to you by Trisha Alicia, Embrace and Complex Simplicity. The music you hear done by Brozart. The editing was done by Shantae M. King. Until next time, shine bright like chasers. Keep chasing the light.